For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You thought BMW was just the ultimate driving machine. It's so much more. It's also the ultimate electric driving machine, the ultimate room for the whole family machine, and the ultimate design machine. Because the ultimate can't be contained to just one thing. Visit BMWUSA.com slash ultimate driving machine to learn more and see the all-new, all-electric BMW iX and i4. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 220 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Hosting today's show is Ken Clark. Welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. It's your main man, Ken Clark. Back in the booth, we got the trio back together again. We got Big Zoe and Shaq, the big Aristotle, back with us. What's going on, family, man? How y'all doing, man? What's up? What's what's going on, Ken? What's going on, Shaq? What's up, the I love family? Hey, man. What's good, people? What's good, Ken? What's good, Zoe? Good to be back, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all good, man. Happy New Year. I'm on the show in 2022. I appreciate you know, we're that. happy to have I you back that. on, man. Y'all, man, y'all been holding it down, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, man. Y'all been, y'all really been holding it down. Yeah, we, uh, we had to, we had to summon the, uh, the expertise in, 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 in mental aptitude of the big Aristotle for this show today, man. We talking about the, the new offensive coordinator, the hot topic, man. Jackson State University has a new offensive coordinator by the name of Brett Bartoloni. Uh, coming to us by way of Nevada, uh, the Wolfpack. Uh, Miss uh, Brett, uh, Coach Brett was introduced uh, via actually via Instagram uh, through one of the the team, the football team posts. Uh, post a workout video on IG, and uh, boy, did it create some kind of a stir! Everybody was always wondering what Coach Prime was going to do, and, and he he dropped it on us. And uh, we're excited, man. We we want to get the gang back together and uh, come sit down and talk hey, about man. it. And uh, see what you guys thought about it. See if we can take a deep dive and and touch on it. Hey, one clear statement up front uh, to get out in front of this. I like the hire. Uh, and okay. I like the hire because some people will consider this an out-of-the-box hire. But um, I look at it as um, this is Coach Prime's attempt to really 
catapult that off- offensive unit uh, to supreme firepower. Um, he wants those guys clinking on all cylinders, especially with the weapons that he has coming in that have already been, um, you know, sort of announced during the offseason. Um, and we still got signing day to look forward to. So I think this is him um, galvanizing the enough energy and the pieces of the puzzle and putting everything together because he wants this offensive unit to be supreme firepower. And I think that's what it's planning. That is, that, that's what it's going to look like, man. Now, once uh, these guys get into the offseason, especially over the summer, I think this is going to be a very, very streamlined and efficient unit. Okay. Well, to, to piggyback off of you, Shaq, um, taking everything into account with Coach Prime and the way that he moves and his pattern, with that in mind, I absolutely, on the potential alone, I love it. Okay. I really do. I love potentially what this hire represents. Um, are there some unknowns with it? Of course it is. But you're going to have that even with a well-established, intriguing name. But the reason why I'm so in love with it, there's layers to it. Number one, Coach Prime, being the way that, being the man that he is and the way that he moves, he's a winner. And he's shown that thus far, even with him being here at Jackson State. Also, you go back to the Celebration Bowl loss when he looked in the locker room and he told the team, I know what we need and I'm going to fix everything that we have. I know this team and what we need. And so with him having that approach, knowing that he made the decision, mind you, his son is the starting quarterback. So we know that he's going to make the best decision to push the door in the best position to win. Even with that, on top of that, I should say, you look at the way we've recruited, what we're recruiting, and now it makes sense as to why we're acquiring the recruit that we're getting. It falls in line to what we're trying to do, and that's why I love it. I, I love what you had to say. I agree with you guys on, on a lot of it. When you bring in um, an offensive coordinator uh, that comes from the, the offensive system that you know Coach Bartoloni came, come, comes from, it makes sense now. Zoe made a, you made a great point. It all makes sense now. I was like, man, we kept saying a lot of wide wide receivers, no running back. But then when you kind of see who he brings in, it's like, oh, okay, I get it now. You know, big offensive. Uh, once we sure up that offensive line, because oh, we always talk about this all the time. It doesn't really matter what offense you run if you can't block. It's not going to work. The other thing is, right. is every 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 offense that you run is actually a successful offense. The right pieces to execute it. Offense comes down to uh, preparation, understanding, and actual execution and the ability to beat your man across from you. So, yeah. um, like I said, I, I, I absolutely think that this was a you – know, garnered a lot of optimism from my perspective of it because when you look at just the football data and you look at the system that he came from, a Nevada that was, what, number four in the country in, uh, yep. in, in passing – number one in the Mountain West Conference in, in offensive uh, output. They're averaging about 35.7 yards per game, 35.7 points per game. Um, mm-hmm. So you're talking five touchdowns a game on an average, a little over five touchdowns. That, that's some that's offensive output. And, and we we only averaged somewhere in the 20s. Um, you guys correct? I think around 27 and a half a, a yeah. game. Uh, so that around correct. Amount. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So but also, but also that's total points. Our offense, when you talk about offensive output, that our offensive output actually was a lot less than that. 
Mm, great point. Great point. Uh, you, you know what? You, you're absolutely right about that. Because when we do point, you, you, you're absolutely right. Point average doesn't necessarily mean um, that it was all points scored by the offense. We had some defensive players that scored some touchdowns. Shout out to James Houston. <laughs> had a couple of defensive scores uh, in some games, and we had uh, some kick returns and stuff like that. So great point. But when you look at where he's coming from and, and the offensive output, you say Coach Prime is going for the gusto. You know, he's looking to air it out. And um, Coach Bartoloni comes from what? The system that we all know to be what? The air raid, right? Yeah. So let's talk about it, man. Well, I mean, when they're coming out to the air raid, which, you know, we're no stranger to. And coincidentally, we've had it in different segments. We've had great success with it, but we also had it where we had no success with it. But I also add that even at the greatest offensive output that we've had with it in our history, when you couple the fact that we've never had the skill set of quarterback that we currently have now, we never ha- even came close to the skill position uh, level of talent that we currently have now. So the potential is there for the taking with regards to output. But also the one other caveat is though we've ran this air raid system before, you know, the only unknown that we don't have that we don't know right now is the variation of what we will run. Now, right. if you factor in what Nevada did, they have three seniors going to the senior bowl right now. The quarterback last year won the offensive of play of the year in that okay. conference. Uh, one of the top court, top senior quarterbacks in the country. Matter of fact, I believe for NFL prospects, I believe he's rated like the fourth or fifth fifth best uh, senior mm-hmm. quarterback coming going to the NFL draft right now. We had they had one of the best tight ends in the country, caught about sixty balls. Uh, just a, a shade under 900 yards and about nine touchdowns on the season at tight end. We, our best tight end last year may have caught, may have caught 20 balls all year, and I'm high-siding with that. Then their best receiver caught 70 balls, over 1,000 yards, and I believe had about 12 touchdowns. And so they, they spread the ball around quite a bit. And again, we roughly have right now about 17 receivers on uh, the roster. And like I've said before, the wide receiver room that we have is easily top five in the country. And I'm not talking about FCS. I'm talking about in all of college football. (laughs) So we have the weapons that coincide to fit and mesh with this offense. Plus, when you mentioned the running backs earlier, Cam, you know, yeah, we lose a Peyton Pickett, but now we have more than capable uh, running backs that have the skill set that fit this offense. Tyson Alexander coming back. He's tailor-made for this offense. So the potential is there. You know, I think – most people, they just got to see it. But, um, you know, you have Shadour coming back with a, with a year of uh, football under his belt. You have all these receivers. I mean, you have a Jensen Riley. You have the new tight end that we got coming in from South Carolina. We have an right, abundance right. and array of weapons. But the fact remains, hey, we shore up that O-line. And um, bear in mind, last year, the O-line wasn't great. But the O-line was actually fairly decent when it came to pass pro. Well, now we're running the offense where Shadow's going to get rid of the ball rather quickly. So that's going to actually aid the O-line anyway. But we're going to upgrade that talent this year. So going forward, I mean, the potential is there for us really to break out and uh, dominate, which is what Coach Prime wants to do. Got it. And and to piggyback on that, this offense, in, in my personal belief, is designed to get the ball out of Shadow's hands way quicker 
right. than what he was typically accustomed to um, coming into the, his freshman season. So with another year up on his belt, another full off season, uh, I think you're really going to start to see him shine uh, in this offensive system, mainly because of the flexibility he's going to have, but more important than that, the weapons that he's going to have. And, you know, I can I can look back there a couple of times, a couple of games during the season last year that we can all reflect on where we can say um, he typically held the ball a little bit too long. But you can attribute that to, you know, freshman growing pains. Um, but all in all, the guy had a phenomenal freshman season, wins mm-hmm. FCS freshman of the year. Uh, of course, Coach Prime is the coding. He won the coach of the year. Um, and this is uh, I mean, you have to look at it from a pragmatic standpoint. Do we trust him? And at this point, uh, I trust him and I trust the moves right. that he's making because I know that at the end of the day, he wants to ensure that he gets the best out of his son as the quarterback. But more importantly, he gets the best out of the team and he puts him in the position to win. So this unit, yeah. um, I definitely think it's going to have some extreme firepower. I definitely think she um, thinks she is going to get the ball out of his hands a lot quicker, especially with the weapons he has. Um, I'm particularly interested and seeing how uh, this guy's philosophy is going to align with the offensive line sets that they're going to be utilizing. Because typically mm-hmm. in the air raid system, those slits that the offensive guys, the offensive linemen typically in are a little bit bigger than normal uh, than, a, than a normal offensive unit. So I'm interested to see the spacing that these offensive linemen are going to get. Uh, and more importantly than that, I'm interested in seeing um, uh, the amount of flexibility Shadur is going to have with audible and play calling and so forth. So let's uh, let's back it up a little bit. You guys said a lot, man, a lot in in a short period of time. So um, just to kind of bring our listeners up. So with the with the coaching <laughs> staff changes that we've seen Coach Prime make, um, Coach Brett Bartolone is coming in as our offensive coordinator. Uh, that role, which um, we have um, Coach T.C. Taylor is going to be our wide receiver coach. And, and of course, uh, Coach Michael Pollock will be uh, tight ends coach. So just wanted to kind of because we know that uh, they both uh, had some play calling uh, responsibility uh, uh, last season. The thing I do like the most about it is that uh, Coach Bartoloni comes in in January as we get ready to start our, our, uh, our spring training and um, spring workouts. So this is really our first full off season as a team, as a collective unit. So we really have a full off season to kind of uh, install and really uh, get to get the, get the ball rolling on exactly what it is that uh, coach is trying. To... When he spoke on the on the video, he said he's looking to come in and attack the defense. You know, he expecting to score a lot of points, but um, going to go fast. I, I love the fact that we want to go fast. I personally felt like our offense was a, a very slow, um, a very low tempo offense. We we use the play clock quite a bit. And sometimes in those games, it just felt like we it took a long time for us to get a rhythm going. So I do think once we speed it up, we're going to go a lot faster, apply a lot of pressure on, on some and go quicker. Uh, I think that'll bode well because um, there's that that are set that are kind of um, designed based off the air raid where it's designed to create up-tempo and to apply pressure. Don't let the defense catch a break. Don't let the defense catch his breath, go fast, and um, cause the defense to have to think. If you get the defense uh, tired and having to think, 
And um, with all the concepts and route concepts that the air raid can uh, cause for you, it can definitely create some problems for you. But before we go, take a step back and just say, it's coach uh, Brett Bartolone, you know, uh, where did he come from? <laughs> How did he just pop up? And, you know, as a young man that just uh, popped up on the scene and, and, and makes you question, you know, you know, we trust our, we trust coach and, and, and his football acumen is a, he's a, he's a hall of famer. And we just, you know, it, it makes us say, Hey, you know, what is it about coach Bartoloni that, that, that really, you know, lit up coach prime to, to make him bring him on board and, and bring him to Jackson state, you know? And um, when we take a deep dive into, into coach Bartoloni and his um, um, football acumen, professional career, and even playing days, it, it, it'll, like we stated, He's coming in. Uh, his previous position served as an offensive analyst for the University of Nevada uh, Wolfpack. Like we just stated, you know, they got one scoring offense in the Mountain West and the number four uh, scoring offense uh, in all of college football, right? Uh, but yeah. when you get into um, just Coach Bartolone himself, he did have a ch- – he actually played wide receiver uh, from 2012 to 2015 under who? Mike uh, Mike Leach, right? Um and he played wide receiver at Washington State, whose head coach at that time is current head coach at Mississippi State, Coach Mike Leach, who is a what air raid disciple, who comes under the the air raid innovator, who gets credit, you know, and who we all know to be Coach Hal Mummy, who was at one time our offensive coordinator under our coach uh, Tony Hughes. So, uh, for those you know that have followed the program over the past decade, we 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 we're familiar with with that name and. Uh, we didn't have the success that we probably wanted at that time. So that's why you kind of get, you know, you may get mixed reviews on the air raid. We had some success in our pre our recent history, but even prior to that, we had some recent, we had some not so good success. We didn't really have that good of a success uh, recently, but prior to that, when you go back to the Casey Terrio days, we had a lot of success. So it's uh mixed reviews when it, when it comes to that, but I, I wanted to touch on that and just kind of highlight that, um, so, and just kind of speak to, you know, the offensive analyst position as far as like being in the box and, and, and just kind of get you guys take on, um, what's your take on, have you had a chance to take a look at his resume and de- uh, de- dive into, you know, his uh, football acumen and, and, you know, really get you guys perspective on that. Well, yeah, I did. And I personally, I'm not, when it comes down to being an analyst, the thing is, is, being that we're familiar with Hal Mummy, as well as Ernest Wilson, who was a, uh, even prior OC at Jack State when we had Casey Terrios as the coach, you know, being that he played under Mike Leach and the air raid, they have all these air raid uh, circuits and, and clinics, whatever the case may be. So they're like their own little network. Right. And so being that he was actually, again, attached, you know, basically you know, this season with Nevada and, you know, being mindful of what they did and he was a part of it, that's all that I needed for me. Uh, Because, again, it just ties hand in hand to, again, what Coach Prime wants. Coach Prime sought someone out with the mindset of what I want to dominate on offense. And I think it's easy to to me, it's low-hanging fruit to say, oh, well, someone's never been in OC before. But, the thing is, this guy, if you look at his resume, he has been an OC before. It's just that his last stop, he was a passing game coordinator. Right. But he just had to be a pass, I mean, I'm sorry, passing game coordinator and an analyst with 
the fourth best rated passing offense in all of college football. So to sit there and say that he'll get nothing from that would be uh, it just would be untrue. You know, right. now now what we can't do, if we're going to be honest, we can't just go in here and forecast and say, hey, we're going to have the number one ranked offense in all of SCS. Right. And I wouldn't expect it in the first, you know, within the first year. But I tell you what we can expect to meet us down the middle. And what I mean by down the middle is we won't be where we were last season, but we may not be the best. So me, let me streamline that in the middle. And if we get that, that alone is domination because, again, even with what we had last year with not great O-line play, we still were shade under 30 points per game, and we pretty much went unscathed in our conference. So even if we streamline and get better on the O-line and we just have it where we can get even one extra touchdown a game, if we're already averaging 20, let's just say 24 points a game, hell, if you just add one touchdown to that, that, take, that takes you over 30 points a game right there. So can this OC do something to where we're one extra touchdown better per game than we were the previous season? Well, guess what? With a with a returning sophomore quarterback coming back with all of his weapons, plus adding some other weapons, I have every reason to have optimism to believe that we can accomplish that feat. Now, granted, if it comes down to a preference to say, hey, well, I prefer to run the ball, that's semantics to me. I don't care how we get the touchdowns. Damn it, just give me the touchdowns and let me get the wins. So I have faith in Shador. I believe in Shador. I also believe in my head coach, but I also believe in the talent that we're getting because right now as it stands, when you talk about the FCS level of football, we have a top five wide receiver room. I'm sorry. I'm not afraid of any DB uh, tandem or, or, or unit in this conference. So that, so that alone gives me optimism to say, you know what? Hey, I got it. I have the best returning quarterback in the conference by far. And I have the better uh, skill position in this conference. So that alone gives me optimism as well as knowing that we're going to have a high passing attack. And that leaves more in my favor. So also from a defensive standpoint, also from a defensive standpoint, what defense in the conference is returning all this firepower that's going to stop or stop what we have. Yeah, we have a lot of guys bringing in talent and they're bringing in newer players. But again, continuity matters. We had the best defense in the conference. So where's the resistance coming from? So I have all the world. I have all the optimism in the world to believe that we'll be better than just from those few things alone. The data's out there, you know. Uh, I think if a coach was playing Jackson State, you know, we got we got FAMU from what we think would be our first game of the season, right? You know, if you wanted to know kind of what Jack State's going to do, put on the film of Nevada and try to, you know, really game plan for that. But the beauty of of the air raid, if you really know the air raid, it's, re- it's a real simple offense. It's not it's, – it's simple, but it's complex. Because what it does is it puts pressure on the defenders to have to make them think. And if they – you know, on the go, if the quarterback is in harmony with his players and, and once he's paying attention to what this person does, that'll dictate kind of where he goes. And I'm pretty sure – that's the thing that, that comes into there. But one of the things that came to mind, when you really just take all of this out of the out of the mix, I mean, we're talking about Coach Prime here, man. We're talking about, you know, how impressive you you probably, you know, more than likely, you, I ain't going to say probably, how impressive you have to be for um, Coach Barlow to have to sit down and talk football with him and, and to be able to, because when you're interviewing for a job, you have to impress the person that you're hiring, that's doing the hiring, right? 
I mean, we all have been in that situation where we we go and interview for a role, you know, and um, when you look at uh, Coach Bartolone's uh, uh, resume and we know, you know, what system he's coming out of, I did want to touch on the fact that, you know, he, you know, while playing uh, uh, receiver for at Washington State, you know, Coach uh, Coach Bartolone, his, um, his playing career came to an, uh, an end due to an injury. But instead of uh, focusing more on his playing career, he kind of segued from playing right into coaching, you know, where he started focusing on, you know, uh, uh, at, with Coach Leak. Uh, with Coach Leach, and one of the things he was doing then was strategizing with the offensive staff and the slot receivers uh, during halftime analysis uh, uh, on defensive coverages. So, in other words, from there, uh, he kind of it kind of got him sparked into coaching. He played in a system, got a chance to do some strategizing with the staff that kind of propelled him into a um, a coaching role uh, at St. Lawrence University football team coaching staff, 2017. And from there, he went on to uh, take a coaching job at Carleton College in Minnesota, uh, where they hired him as the assistant football coach slash offensive coordinator in, in, in 2008. But what kind of led to that, where he got into the position that he, we just currently spoke of, what we talked about uh, at, at, in Nevada, I mean, he was the offensive analyst for the offensive coordinator, Matt Mummy, and Matt Mummy being the son um, Hal Mummy who runs the, uh, the air raid system. Now, one of the things I did want to make note of, right? So Nevada's coaching staff, actually uh, coach um, Mike Norvell actually took the position uh, at Colorado state where he wound up actually hiring his entire offensive staff. And I wanted to make mention of this because all of our Tiger Talk listeners out there, the wide receiver coach on Mike Coach Mike Norvell, who was the off, who was the head coach at Nevada, who Coach Bartolone actually worked uh, just this past season. Coach Bartolone come to us, and Coach uh, Norvell and the rest of the offensive staff, Coach along with Coach Matt Mummy, they all go to Colorado State. The wide receiver coach, chain. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> so when you do your research, Timmy Chang was actually our offensive coordinator when we hired Coach Harold Jackson after we parted ways with uh, Coach Rick Comagy in 2013. We brought Harold Jackson on as a head coach, and, and Timmy was our offensive coordinator. And Timmy Chang actually ran the air raid system with our quarterback, um, Morikawa. And uh, it wasn't as successful as he probably would have wanted it to be. Because we all say this, you know, you have to have the right players that fit the system that you're trying to run. And so you just did a phenomenal job breaking down. You feel that this offense will have a lot of success given the fact that we got a, a great young uh, phenom of a sophomore uh, quarterback in Shador. And we got a lot of weapons. And I do mean a lot of weapons. Yeah, well, I, I, I said I'm expecting an offensive explosion. And, and I get into that, why I think about that later, but uh, I want I want to focus on something that you and Zoe just just previously mentioned regarding the history uh, okay. and the coaching tree and the coaching umbrella that's associated with these. Oftentimes, as an offensive analyst, you may be one or two moves away from really starting to really grow your career. Mm -hmm. And I think this guy's in a position where he thinks uh, and he believes that you know he's he's at the at the precipice of, of his career exploding and he needs a, he needs a platform and an opportunity to do that. And I think this is a win-win for him as a, as an offensive coordinator, especially with the weapons and the quarterback that he is going to have. But I'm going to, I'm going to mention 
a coaching tree. I'm just going to name some names, and you guys tell me if they ring a bell or not. Okay. All right? Mark Mangino, Art Browse, Lincoln Riley, mm. Seth Luttrell, um, Eric Morris, Josh mm-hmm. Heupel, Cliff Ooh. Kingsbury. Yep. Kendall Browse. All right? Um, <laughs> Sonny Dykes. Yep. Um, Todd Munkin. Matt Mummy, who you just mentioned. Yep. And Phil Longo. All right. All of those names come from the coaching tree of Mike Leach, essentially. Actually, actually, Hal Mummy. Yeah, Hal Mummy's there. Because Hal Mummy, actually, Hal Mummy hired Mike Leach. So that's so you go all the way back to Hal Mummy back in. I mean, uh, you can go all the way back in some was of it, these 97 guys. zone with, uh, with Kentucky. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's how mummy slash uh, Mike Leach. So let's let's look at Josh Hyper, who is the head coach at Tennessee right now. Tennessee. Yeah. All right. Josh Hyper played QB under Mike Leach in Oklahoma. 99. At and Oklahoma. then he played in 2000 under Mangino at Oklahoma. Yeah. All right. Shortly after that, he coached quarterbacks at Oklahoma. Six mm-hmm. years later, from 2006 to 2009. And since then... He's um he's had stints as an offensive coordinator at Utah State, Missouri, and now he's the um head coach at Tennessee after becoming Central the head Florida coach before at, that too though. Yeah, he's a UCF from from 2018 to 2020. So okay. you're talking about in less than um in less than ten years, the guy goes from basically being a coordinator to being a head coach at a power five institution. Actually, um, it was less than 10 years, but typically mainstream. He He's really in an SEC program right now. And he came from the coaching tree umbrella. I mean, you look at Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley was the wide receivers coach at Texas Tech from 2007 to 2009. Now look yeah. at him. Um, how about Cliff Kingsbury, who was just, uh, who's the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals right now? How about well, Sonny Ken, Dykes, who just got well, the head coaching job at TCU, who at was the TCU, head coach yep. at SMU? Yep. Well, Ken, um, let me let me let me interject right there too, because when we make a, when we mentioned Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley was only a passing game coordinator when he was at Oklahoma. Remember, um, Stoops actually retired, and he he himself alone handpicked and chose Lincoln Riley to succeed him as head coach. He had no coaching experience. Speaking, he of Stoops, speaking of Stoops, you know that Stoop called Hal Mummy and actually he actually hired Mike Leach as his mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. Yes, he yep. did. Go look at that. But him. I'm he, saying he, when, when he when he left Oklahoma, he handpicked Lincoln Riley to be his successor. And Lincoln Riley hit the ground running and had two Heisman Trophy winners from that. And he parlayed that to being the head coach currently now at USC. So 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 let's play. Let's play um, antagonist now. <laughs> for those who for those who may not be believers in the air raid system, right? Or those that don't believe, you know, maybe this wasn't the the best hire in, in their opinion. Everyone's tied to opinion. We we don't really know. We because a lot of folks will listen to us and say, "Man, they, these are just three. They got their blue glasses on. They're gonna be optimistic. They're not gonna go out there and really like put it out there." Um, I think that's wrong, but <laughs> I wanted to just kind of throw that out there because when you look at Nevada, Nevada went what eight and five last season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you say, well, man, it wasn't, you know, I, I, I think anyone, I, I think when you really take a, a deeper dive, and it's not to slight anyone, you, you just follow what the coach did. So anytime you go from, I just use Nevada as an example. Nevada, uh, from my own research, uh, had a, an allocation for assistant uh, coaches by 1.6 million, right? That um, Novell could pay his, his staff. So taking a, uh, getting a promotion, getting another job, getting a, a job at Colorado State, that 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 window went up from about 1.63 million, right? So now you can pay. You got a bigger budget. You can you can hire more. You, you can hire better coaches. Uh, for lack of better terms, but uh, he really believed in his offensive system because that tells you that obviously what what he was doing offensively that he felt wasn't the real reason why they weren't having the success that they wanted to, like winning ten plus games and uh, competing uh, for a chance, you know, in the you know, in the, in the, in the college football playoffs, or even getting uh, deeper or further down in the in the pole system. Um, so obviously that was an issue there with defense. The reason why I really love this offense for our team, and I'm speaking for Jackson State, because we know now we know the makeup of what uh, the roster is made up of. We and it fits the like we said, it fits the recruiting structure and recruiting coaches are are, are, are trying to do. It's pretty obvious when you really look at it. Uh, one of the things that you know when you think about the running back position, you know, a lot of the the running, you can still run the ball because when people think air raid, they think you're not running the ball anymore. That's actually a false concept. You still run the ball. You can actually also, your your your, your running back really becomes a, a passing threat and a running threat, but, but not to go uh, uh, too deep into that. I just kind of want to touch on the fact that, you know, when we're talking about this system, did we not just have the number one defense in the conference? We or was did. I, I mean, or am I am I am I dreaming? Right? <laughs> what our defense was so dominant last year. Now, now, mind you, we didn't we didn't have the defensive output that we wanted to in the last game, right? But I'll say this: Coach Prime had got to a point where he was like, "If we score three touchdowns, we win in every game." Right? Remember that? Remember he mm-hmm. said that? Yeah. Touchdowns on us. Now, again, that goes against what happened the last game of the season. Could you imagine? A Jackson State offense putting up, just to say what we see. Let's just say we do what Nevada did, and we put up 35 points a game. With the defense, I actually think that our defense is going to be better than it was last year. And I'm saying that strictly because when you're talking about another year in the system, we got a lot of players returning, a lot of continuity, a lot of staples. Uh, We lose maybe four starters, but you implement um, four new players we got we probably three deep at every position the, the the level of depth i'm talking about high level quality depth uh two to three deep at every single position i think you're going to see a lot more of the same that you saw last season i do want to make mention of this the conference has is elevating because if you're following recruiting you see a lot everybody of the stepping their game up. Everybody, everybody man. Shout, their game shout out up. to man. Shout out to Coach Prime, man. I, I mean this, and I and I and I know many may not want to say this, but shout out to Coach Prime for coming in here, really lighting the swack on fire, man. And anybody that don't want to give, you know, not that we, they they don't have to give him credit. It's okay, we know, but we appreciate it. You know why? You know why? Because though, guess what? And check this season, this time. If we run the table again, which I expect us to, yeah, I said it. 
<laughs> it's going to mean a whole lot more. You know why? Because I want everybody at their best. I'm, I'm excited yeah. about the other schools landing big-time players, big-time transfers, big-time high school players. You know why? Because the brand of football is going to be all the more better. I just so happen to believe that Jackson State with a high-powered offense and a, and a stout, stout, stout defense return to the dark side, I think we're going to be in for, you know, we're going to be in, we're going to have a chance to win every single game. That's, that's, that's my whole point in that. That's a good point. That's, that's a good point. Not to veer off too much uh, on, on the topic. We, we definitely wanted to, to come together, really shine the light. Look, we Jackson State, man. I don't care. I, I don't think there's ever been a decision that was made. We hired Coach Prime as our head coach, and people felt like we we made him. Some people might have felt like we made a mistake because we Coach Facts. Prime didn't have no experience. I Facts. mean, they might they might not admit it right now, but you know, because we won the SWAC championship this past season. But there was a lot of uh, everybody didn't believe. You know, me personally, I just feel like you know the coach has done more than enough uh, to to for us to trust him, and, and he earned the right to 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 do whatever he felt like he team better and who am i to to question it you know not saying we don't question uh anything we just saying that from a football standpoint i mean let's take football out of it Shaq. you running a business you got your own uh organization that you're running who am i to come to you and tell you who you can and can't hire your organization if you sit down and interview a candidate and you feel like that candidate is the is the right person for your organization to lead your organization in the right direction we hear things like you know May, you know, experience this and that, you know, I, you know, I understand it. I get it. But at the same time, experience only comes when you have the opportunity to actually do it. Right. So the opportunity to execute. That's the opportunity to execute. You said There's a lot of, that, that, I, I hate to be, you know, a young man in the, uh, trying to enter the workforce and not have the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, not have, uh, I got the, the acumen. I could, I could speak it. I could talk it and, and, and convince you that I know how to do it. I, I, um, you know, I've interned or I've done this and I I have a resume to show you that I, I'm fully more than capable, maybe a little young, but I can definitely get the job done. And you tell me, well, you've never held this title before. So, but that's inaccurate because we just, uh, we just showed how uh, uh, coach Bartolone has been an offensive coordinator before. And um, again, the fact that coach prime brought him on board, uh, he came highly recommended. He tweeted because <laughs> Coach Prime hear everything, man. He, he his ears on the street. Coach Prime's ears in the street, man. He 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 hear everything. So for him to go on on his Twitter page and uh, and, and welcome Coach uh, Brett uh, to Jackson, Mississippi, and um, mentioned that he was uh, highly recommended, that speaks a lot. Because as Coach Prime said, you know what we consider to be good or great may not necessarily be what he considered to be good or great. He's seen greatness at the highest level, so. Um, one last thing I'd say, remember when we played in the spring, Zoe, get your opinion on this. <laughs> there was a lot of, uh, there was even some naysayers saying that, you know, a defensive, uh, man, uh that wasn't, wasn't the, right because the, of what we've seen in the spring, you know, but that changed when we, um, and we got not players in. Yeah. Yeah. We, and I mean, we and, and it's not, and it's, you see, we, we told a line when we say stuff like that, cause we really not trying to, you know, we just speaking the facts. Uh, from from the spring to the fall, we made a major inc- uh, uh, biggest turnaround was through personnel. So, uh, w- you know, s- there was naysayers that was then. There's going to be naysayers then, and, and uh, uh, even after that, and it is what it is. 
I like it. I like it. I know we don't do predictions, and I don't I don't like to do predictions myself, but I said this at the beginning of the podcast. I'm expecting an offensive explosion from this unit. Mm. And I love what Coach Barlone said. Uh he wanna attack. He put that on his on his on his Twitter page. Go follow him if you hadn't had a chance to. Welcome aboard, coach. Like I said, that's pretty much all I had. Zoe, you got anything, man? You want to touch on before you get out of here? You pretty much hit the nail on the head, man. But um, when it comes down to it again, I need all Jacksonians to get on board, man. This has great potential for us to have a monumental offense. We've gotten better in every facet of the game. And you know why? Because you have a head coach that said he wants to dominate. And that's what we're requiring as we're doing. We also got the best kick returner in the conference. (laughs) No, we got the best best kick returner in all of FCS football. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Shout out to, you know, shout out to uh, uh, Isaiah Bolden, you know. Uh, Yeah, a little Devin Hester. Little Devin Hester, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I love it, man. I, I, I absolutely love it. I, I love the breakdown of it. I love what we could potentially be. I love that coach want to dominate and, and not just win, but he wants to dominate this level. And uh, I think he, I think he, he, I think he's done the right things that he needed to do. In the end, guys, it, it's going to come down to the work that put in and the staff put in. To, to implement the, the the what they need to implement in order to get this team rolling. It, it's not – nobody's going to lay down for us. Nobody's just going to – matter of fact, we're going to get everybody's best, you know. So we got to be on our A game um, every time we suit up. But one of the things that I did think about that I think um, we're going to be surprised with, I think we got, we are going to be surprised with the, the input, the output that we get from the running back position. I think we're also going to – significantly we improve on third down and things like ball uh time of possession i think we're going to dominate time of possession we're going to have the ball a whole lot more because uh if you follow if you know anything about this system it it it, it pays on you and it's it's just it, it'll it's it'll like it's like, you. it's like it's like a it's like tapping at the door it and really somebody, is man it's like death five thousand paper cuts yeah <laughs> death five thousand paper cuts uh but at the same time don't get it twisted. It's not just short routes. You make a mistake if you want to and start thinking that it's one thing. There's a whole nother side of this that's going to uh, basically uh, be there for you. Is it stop? Is it stop? Every offense can be stopped. But in the end, it's going to come down to the playmakers. So that's all I got, man. You guys, can, you know, any last words we got on this? Uh, shout out to Coach uh, Brett Bartoloni. Welcome to Jackson, Mississippi. Welcome to the JSU Tiger football family. Um, hey man, we are a big fan base. We're fiery. We love our Tigers. We are opinionated. <laughs> Everybody's a football expert. You know what I'm saying? It's everything. And but at the end of the day, it's all love for the for our. Just, hey, let me just say uh, this a, a for the new coach, place, man. man. For for the new coach, man. Look, man, he came from Washington State. You know, and for all intended purposes, we're FCS and scholarship number only. Because where he went, to, where he played Paula in the Pac-12, man, their stadium holds thirty-five thousand. I mean, so when he gets to experience this culture and see what it's like to see the game day experience, to realize like, oh my God, this is bigger and better than what even what I played in at Washington State in the Pac-12. 
we enjoy uh, this platform to be able to come together on Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club and, and discuss these things. Like, a, to, uh, <laughs> the point guard, Corey C., you know, he sat this one out and let us come together and just kind of have a roundtable uh, discussion. Like I said, no, really, really no prepared text. We just kind of wanted to come in and, and give some, some, you know, some faith, you know, some, some ear time to uh, Coach Bartoloni and just, just give you a huge shout out. Uh, tall task ahead, you know, but we know that you you have the all that you need to be successful, and we're rooting for you, and we're expecting nothing but great. If you guys don't have anything else, we'll go ahead and, and park this episode of Tiger Talk right here, and uh, go Tigers. D.I. Love, I believe. D.I. Love, Go Tigers. D.I. Love. I believe, baby. That'll do it for episode 220 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag the I love. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.